Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Just started the okay. show, we, we, and we're it's around the boards, and 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 this is like I'm very happy you brought. Actually, sorry. First of all, shout out to our, our sponsors, DraftKings um, and THPN, who actually, by the way, made an announcement today that they've not got a new show every Monday with our buddy uh, Neil. Um, so I think it's at 10 a.m. Um, so something yep. worth checking out. We've retweeted it. So to our listeners out there, go ahead and have a look at that because it's on YouTube. It's sort of it's a live show. It's very interactive. So definitely something worth checking out. Um, but so back to our show for a second around the boards. Yeah, like this. So the two teams we're about to talk about, we were just saying it right now, but it's these are some one of them is very obviously young and hot. Like you want to go after um <laughs> It was funny. I just said young and hot. I'm like, this is Samantha Fox stuff. <laughs> and that is not, that is our, hey, when listen. we were young. <laughs> more, more, more clips for two like after dark. That's go. just, that's all it is. It's just, but this, put it in the, what I mean the is Buffalo is got a, like, this is a, one of the young core teams that you're going to get excited. But then, then there's another team that we're going to talk about right after. I'm not going to give it away yet. That is possibly and I'm, I'm assuming is off of most of people's radars in terms of i need to look at a team that's got some young kids that are coming up and they're going to be exciting and get me some points there's another team out there that i think a lot of people need to look at who are potentially in the same category as buffalo but probably you know like three or four years behind kind of thing because it depends on what the gm is trying to do here like he's he's making some moves that are s- significantly different to what this team used to be but we'll get to them in a second okay right now Charging Buffalo. Let's get in. The, let's get in the Buffalo before you give it away. God, <laughs> sorry. Geez. Okay, that's okay. It's okay. You'll make it up. You'll make it up in the next segment. Um, so, as Marty's saying, top of the show here. Let's get rolling. The Buffalo Sabers, dude. Love him. <laughs> like we, we listen. We, we got excited about New Jersey here at the beginning of the yes. year. This, the, the, I don't know about you. I get the same feelings about the Buffalo Sabers now. Maybe, you know, you're mentioning that this mystery team we're going to talk about soon enough is a little bit behind the Sabres. The mm-hmm. Sabres are just maybe about a year or two behind uh, behind New Jersey, if you will. But I'll tell you what, this roster is loaded, dude. Like, I'm talking deep, big time, loaded, yeah. top to bottom. The only question mark, I'll give it away right away, is probably the goaltending. Yeah. If they can, if they can get something stable there. And, and and notice I'm not even saying average. If they can get something sta- – because, Marty, if I'm being truthful and fully transparent here, I think this is going to be one of the highest-scoring teams in the NHL this year. Oh, I Period. think – Yeah. Okay. Um, they'll they'll be up there with Edmonton and the other ones. You know, like they're, they're a very fast-paced, high-octane, lots of people who can put the puck in the back and that they <laughs> move it really well. Their power play is going to be very good. But you're right. The goaltending is the only place where it, there leaves something because they're not proven, right? Like, I know they've yeah. got uh, uh, Devin Levi, who, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, is going to be a great goalie. But can he be there this year? Probably not. Um, happy to be wrong about that. Eric Comrie, I know they've got him right now penciled in. But I, I think that Pekka Uka Lekkinen, if I'm saying that right... <laughs> I took a swing. No, I think you're pretty good there. Not too bad. Not too bad. Three years in. Um, He's he's not there right now, but he's also another one who I I don't see it taking very long for him to come in and be uh, probably this. This this has the potential of being one of the best one, two punches in nets uh, in the league between these two goalies. Just and, and that's the thing, Marty. That's exactly it. Small sample size is what I was going to say. Both of these goalies have had some great flashes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a larger sample sample size for UPL. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's shown it in the minors, and he has shown it at, 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 in the big show. Levi obviously kind of came on all hot and bothered there at the <laughs> end of last year. So, he, you know, he's shown us what he can do. Um, you know, and, and and if I'm not mistaken, he's a fairly late draft pick, I do believe as well. Uh, Devin Levi. So he's kind of oh, coming. Levi, sorry. I don't want to say. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to say he's coming from obscurity, but you know, I believe he was like a late pick. I want to say even the seventh round. I'm not 100. Yeah. But having said all of that. 
like the goaltending that will sort itself out. I, I think skill will kind of you know help things along there. It's not like they're devoid of it. Those two, no. But when you but when you've got like the first line, Marty. I'm <sighs> sorry, Alex Tuck, Tage Thompson, the Twin Towers. Yeah, and then you add and and. and I love Jeff Skinner in that spot. And I'll yes. tell you why. First of all, small guy is totally protected by the other two. That's not an issue. No. This guy can skate circles. Around. I mean, he can. He, he was a figure. He was a figure skater when he was young. Yep. Like this guy can do triple sow cows and pirouettes <laughs> around you. Like it's nobody's business. Okay. Fits really, really well on that line. A guy that you're going to be kind of mentioning a little bit later on in the show, JJ Paterka. Yeah. He's going he's going to be an interesting player here and I'm going to leave him to the side for you a little bit here and I'm going to move over to Dylan Cousins and Casey Middlestad on that second line. Now here's the interesting thing for me. You got some movable parts here. You can put Middlestad on that third line, you can bring Krebs up, you can bring Victor Olofsson up from that third line as well. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at here is whatever way you want to play hockey. Yeah. We're get, we're the Buffalo Sabers are getting pretty close here, to to, you know, giving you what you want. Yeah, because <laughs> they they can kind of do it. In, and I haven't even talked about the fourth line yet. Tyson Yost, who was a tenth overall pick, by the way, crazy. Okay? Eh? Like it's not like the guy, not like he's devoid of talent on your fourth line. And Kylock Poso and Gergensen's on that fourth line right now. Like talk about some leadership, crazy. a little jam. You know, start throwing things around a little bit. I'm not saying they're the New York Islanders' fourth line, no, no. but I'm saying that you can. There's a little bit of muscle there. You can start tossing things around a little. Listen, I think in, for in Buffalo's case now, it's just a matter of going through the winning. And what I mean by that is, you're in it now. Like now, you now is the learning process of learning how to win. And is that going to mean maybe some? somewhat heartbreaking defeats coming up whether that be in the playoffs or certain games throughout the season mm. yes that that the litmus tests are going to come yeah you're going to be able to measure yourself up against some of these elite teams in the nhl here but what i'm getting at as an overall this team is is pretty deep and i and i again we've only mentioned the forwards here i mean you got two pillars on defense, oh, on and, defense Owen Power too, and rasmus exactly. dahlin and 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 listen i mean listen <clears> to this top six Rasmus Dahlin and Clifton right now are on your first pairing. Owen Power and, and Yoki Haru on the second pairing. Oof. Matthias Samuelson and Eric Johnson on your third. Like, are you serious? Eric Johnson. Like on Eric your third. Johnson. Like, that's crazy. Not that he's necessarily and, 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 an explosive defenseman. It's just it, to have Marty, that there on your third. Like, whoa. Marty, super great point. Just, just him, his presence. Yeah. What he brings to the table intangible-wise, i.e. winning a cup, yeah. being in the league this long, yep. being a first overall being a first overall pick. Like, this kid's been through it all here, okay? In the past, what, 12 years, 15 years, whatever that, amount yeah. of time he's been in the league. And then you got Samuelson. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's like a... He's a bit of a, a tower himself. I, I want to say he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm not 100% on that, but I think he's a big boy. 1.9 anyway, meters. <laughs> with... Without turning around in circles here and just talking myself in circles, this team is like this team is is good. And if I may use a Rick Jenneret Rick Jenneret line, scary good. Okay, like this this is a team to watch out for in the Atlantic this year, guys. And with things going uh, the way they're going in Tampa Bay right now, number one, Marty's prediction Sir, is looking me? way what? better, that? way oh. better than mine at the moment. The bet At is the still on. You can't back out. Oh, it's on. Oh, it's on. And so's Bedard, too. Don't right, forget okay. about it. Okay. That's two okay. cases yes, that's right true. there, brother. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they're ready, Marty. They're ready. So, I mean, and I, what, I liked, what I like about your comment that they're ready is that they're ready to start learning how to win. And this is what they're at now. I don't, and this is what kind of what makes them an extremely dangerous team because they are, like we just said, they are loaded with talent. Um, are they? Are, are many pundits out there putting them in the playoffs right now? It's a given? No, absolutely not. What does that mean, though? It means they've got nothing to lose. So what do we keep saying? A team that plays with a lot of talent and nothing to lose are some of the most dangerous teams to put out there. Look what happened last year in New Jersey. New Jersey was not supposed to be this great already. 
yes, they were, they were, we, we all said they were destined for greatness, but they were not just supposed to, supposed to be that great. Jack Hughes was, yes, always going to be great, but man, he basically hit 100 points last year. We did not necessarily see that coming. What I'm saying about this team with Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, Cousins, Paterka, Middlestad, and then so on and so forth, this team as constructed, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say Devin Levi is going to play very well this year. One of the most dangerous teams in the league, bar none. And if it's not just because of the Twin Towers, it is because they are deep and they're well coached. And there is a good goaltender that they can lean on. And there's phenomenal defense that they can also lean on. I'm not concerned about this team's development because they've developed in a sense now. Now the, what's next level is the winning, which I think this is what this is all about now in this season. Now saying all of that, my concern as a fantasy manager, because I did go out and I protected Jeff Skinner and for a good reason, he's on that top line. However, I'm not kidding myself. Skinner is the movable part here. Not that I think he'll get traded and I, it's not necessarily that he'll get traded or, or moved around the top line just yet. But I do feel like the, the concept here in Buffalo is to have Paterka be that guy on the top line. And there's a place that I believe that exists within this year where you do have Paterka on that top line with Thompson and Tuck. And Skinner is on the second line. Especially if you see, if you see the team maybe not doing as good as, they, as the coach wants them to do. Or if, or if the coach just feels like spreading the love a little bit or spreading the scoring a little bit. Um, because even their first and second power plays are very dangerous. Even as you, as if you leave the power plays the way they are right now, you got Tuck, Cousins, Skinner, Thompson, and Darlene. That's amazing. Second power play, not exactly terrible either with Paterka, Krebs, uh, Middlestat, Power, and Olofsson as well. Those are two very, very dangerous power plays. So maybe nothing happens, but I do think the Buffalo Sabres as an organization ultimately want to see Paterka up on that top line because of his age and Thompson's age as well. And Tuck, I don't know, what's Tuck's age now? Is he 28? 27? I want to say he's, yeah, I want to say 27, 28 right now. Right. So imagine that top line where everyone's firing on all cylinders and you got Paterka who's doing his job at 26 and you got Thompson at same area 26 and Tuck maybe just a little bit older. And that's your top line. My that is some really exciting stuff cuz I, I in my I in my heart of heart, I wish I would have grabbed Paterka uh, at some point in the draft. Uh, we'll get to our, what we did in the draft a little bit, but obviously I did not pick Paterka, but he was high up on my list and just fell off and just, I just ran out of picks and that's all it was. But absolutely, fantasy owners out there, if you, if you have a keeper league or even, well, yeah, especially if you have a keeper league, look at something like Paterka because he may not be as explosive as I'm thinking he's going to be this year, but definitely down the road. But he could also, for you daily fantasy owners out there, he could very well be a sleeper pick late in the rounds where he's the kind of guy that if he explodes out this year for, let's say, 60 points, I wouldn't really be all that shocked. And that's the kind of player that you, if you can plug him in at the right times because he's going to get hot, that that's the kind of move that can win you a championship with players like that who maybe he's just not on everybody's radar right now. And I don't, I don't feel like he is. There is not a, there isn't a whole lot of hype for a Jason Paterka right now. I don't know what his ADP is right now, but I don't think it's very high. Well, I, I, what I will say is this. When it comes to you fantasy managers out there, if you're looking for, it, whether you're rebuilding, whether you're a contending team, middle of the pack, I'm going to tell you right now, you should be looking the Buffalo Sabres way because yeah. we've mentioned a whole ton of names that are on the rock roster currently who would help out your fantasy team. Anybody from a Casey Middlestat, Dylan Cousins, right up to that full top line. Yeah. Uh, Krebs even on the third line or a Victor Olofsson as well in a daily fantasy. But if you are a rebuilding team, look into the future. <laughs> This team's loaded as well. I mean, you've got everything in the pipeline from uh, Matthew Savoy. You got Osterlin and uh, Kulich, who were their three first round picks last year. You got Zach Benson, who, by the way, is absolutely lighting things up right now for the Buffalo Sabres. Oh yeah, he's played a fair. He's played a fair bit of the uh, preseason, uh, tied to Tage Thompson's hip, um, and and has put on a bit of a show here, like to the point where had we opened up future stars or farm system players in our league, he was definitely going to be sliding in there. Yeah. Like yeah. this guy, this guy is someone to keep an eye on. You de I, mean, I mean, 
if you are a rebuilding team and you are kind of pushing this year aside, so to speak, yeah. this is a kid you want to get on your roster for sure. Good call. Absolutely. Uh, you want to give let the cat out of the bag now and move on to the second team? I think we should, bud. Okay, so I, I do think we're going to get a little bit of uh, flack for this one because I don't think it's no, necessarily... No, absolutely not. Uh, okay. No. Nashville not Predators. Happening. Nashville Predators. Love and, it. And, and, absolutely. Love and it. What, and what Barry Trotz is doing, um, this is in Barry Retrust is what Mike wrote, which is very apropos because it's true. Because what I find funny about this is because this is very much not what Barry Trust has been about his entire career. Barry, as everybody knows, Barry Trotz is absolutely a defensive-minded coach, um, and we assumed as much going to not only a defensive-minded organization their entire existence, but him himself as a GM. But he came out pretty quickly and said, "No, we're going to be we're going to be very much uh, offense-first, high-octane kind of team. We're going to draft that way. We're going to trade that way." And he has not let us down so far. Um, and the team as constructed is not, it's not that they're going to be bad on defense. Absolutely not. They've got great nope. defensive pieces already. They don't need to worry about that per se. Luke Shen, obviously Roman Yossi, uh, Ryan McDonough, another great defensive stalwart that you don't need to worry, but you pair him with a Tyson Berry, who obviously they went out and got last year in that trade with uh, Edmonton for, um, Eklam. The, and it, it worked very, very good, very well for Barry. Barry was already having a pretty good team as it was. Or, sorry, Barry was already having a pretty good season as it was in Edmonton. Kind of a bounce back year for him offensively. However, when he came to Nashville, I, I feel like he kind of found a second step. And if this team is really going to be serious about taking, taking itself to an offensive area, having him currently on the second power play unit, because you can't, you're not going to remove... Roman Yossi from the first power really, but having him on your second with guys like Nyquist, O'Reilly, Tomasino, and Gurionov, these are two very dangerous power plays. I haven't even talked about the first one. But I'm going to talk about the second one. This second power play, that's as good of a first power play as Nashville has ever had. So this is, <laughs> take Barry Trotz to his word. He's making some changes to absolutely be offensive-minded team uh, which is new for Nashville. So, quite frankly, sit back and enjoy. This is going to be fun. Well, I, l listen, I mean, if you're part of the fan base out there in Nashville, talk about comfort. Oh, You go from David Poyle, the only GM yeah. you've ever known. Yeah. Who comes in and replace him? The guy who basically sat right beside him for 16 or 17 of the first friggin' years that this franchise was even in, in existence in yeah. Barry Trotz. So... Like comfort level and knowing what you're getting from the management is got to be kind of, you know, well, comforting uh, <laughs> for the fan base for sure. Yeah. But what I will say that I loved about what Barry Trotz did is he trimmed the fat. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've got written down here. He trimmed the fat. Matt Duchesne, thanks a lot. See you later. Yep. Rye Joe, beat it. You're out of here. He, and you, you mentioned it off the top of, uh, of what you were, you were mentioning for Nashville. They're going younger. They're switching things up here. They're going to give some opportunity to some players. Yeah. Barry Trotz knows you can't just have, like, you know, kids come up the pipeline here. He brings in O'Reilly. Like, and, and I mean, O'Reilly was with Toronto. Like, I mean, he, he totally could have stayed there if he wanted. He, but, I mean, obviously there, there was a little bit of the, 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 the hometown pressure that he didn't necessarily care for. So, goes out to Nashville. They've got a, a new thing going on down there. I mean, and, and Marty, you said it too. What struck me is I'm looking at the uh, daily face-off uh, uh, line combos. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at the defense. Hey, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a bad defense whatsoever as far as I'm Ooh, concerned. Oh, no. Is, that, is, it, is it flashy in any way, shape, or form? No, not at all. And as a matter of fact, if you go scroll up and down, nothing's really flashy at all at you. But not, that, not jumping, yeah. No, and and us being in Ottawa here, I mean, we remember the pesky sense. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm getting kind of a feeling like we could see something to that degree in Nashville. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be in the top four of of the conference. As a matter of fact, I think they probably will be scratching and clawing for a wild card. Yeah. Or or right in it. Or right yeah. in it. But they're going to be that type of team that. 
it's like a mosquito in the summertime, right? Like it just it just keeps bothering the <laughs> hell out of you. That's good. And and, and I, I'm kind of getting that feeling with these guys. Like they're not again not flashy, but you got some guys that can do some damage. Yeah. If Forsberg can stay healthy, you know that that's gonna be that's gonna be uh, helpful big time. We've talked a lot about uh, Novak and Evangelista. These are two younger kids coming up the pipe. Novak in particular has kind of cemented, you know, his play a little bit with the, with the way he finished out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evangelista getting a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, both are on the first power play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Parson on the fourth line. Like, yeah. again, you've got some people. You know, even you mentioned uh, Gustav Nyquist uh, early on. So, like, you've got... Some things that can happen here. Dennis Gurianov, yeah, he hasn't done much over the past couple of years, but you know what? Big body can can bang things around a little bit. Exactly. So you need you, a player you like that to on get your some, team. You start to get some different intangibles, right? So, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say here, long and short, I don't I don't know if this is going to be a fun team to play this year. Um, no. I don't think so either. I I think they're just as dangerous on the defense as they are on the the offense, which doesn't, if if you dissect a statement like that, it doesn't necessarily suggest that they're going to be that great of a team. But I think there's some, there's some time for them to adjust and find out what kind of character that they brought into this dressing room. Now, having your players like your, well, your Philip Forsberg, your Roman Yossi, your Ryan O'Reilly, your Gustav Nyquist, and even to a lesser extent or to an equal extent, really, uh, Dennis Gurionov. Uh, and Tyson Berry, all those players I just mentioned. There's your veteran leadership. There's some players on the on on that, and we that haven't even mentioned. mentioned Saros yet. That's, I mean, that, that's that's like to me is the coup de gras, right? Like that's if if all he can else steal fails, games, absolutely. He, he he can, he will, and he'll he's going to carry absolutely. this team as far as they want to take him. Now, what Saros is going to enjoy is the fact that he's going to finally have some offensive cushions. Not every night, because these guys aren't going to come out and score everything, every night, lights out every single game. That's not what's going to happen. But it's going to be difficult to keep those veterans off the score sheet, like your Philip Forsberg, who can do it and has done it. Your Ryan O'Reilly, who can do it and has done it. These players can fill the gaps and make sure that on any given night, you can have a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen every night, but there's absolutely a chance for them to win every night. Whereas before, it was like, okay, let's see if the defense can keep them in long enough until they can score a goal. Now it's different. Now you've got the defense and the offense. And then what I'm saying is it's pretty well balanced. You've got just as good offense as you while you're I don't know. Maybe your defense is still a little bit better, but I don't know, man. Like if Forsberg can stay healthy the whole night, he can have 90 points. If Ryan O'Reilly can stay healthy the whole season, he can have 80 points. Uh, Thomas Novak, uh, Luke Evangelica, Evangelis- sorry, Evangelista, and Philip Tomasino, if they can continue to go upwards like the way they did last year, which was quick. And by the way, Luke Evangelista, he has, this is what he does. Same thing with Thomas Novak. They, if you look at their at their records, uh, their careers, this is it takes them about a, like a year, maybe even half a season, to adjust to their surroundings, and then boom, they take off. They've done this their entire careers. I would not be, I would not be. I, let's say I've got a hundred dollars, I'd be comfortable putting fifty dollars of a bet to say that Luke Evangelista and um, and uh, Thomas Novak will have sixty points this year each which if you've got that going on on your team and then you've got a Forsberg who's you know close to 90 and you've got a O'Reilly who's you know 75 80 like again I'm assuming everything goes right here and it should same thing with Roman Yossi and that's another guy who can push the 90 point uh total as a defenseman like you've got enough pieces in here that if everything really does click and Andrew Burnett does a good job it's first year for him uh, is it his first no it's true he took over in Florida but this is his first real head coaching job from beginning to end where he's been told like look you're going to run this and you got two strong power plays everything sounds right and i i i wouldn't be overly shocked to see them in a playoff spot late into the season but there's going to be some growing pains there has to be like it, it can't be this easy where you just throw in a couple of young pieces and then you're off to the races and it's done it can't be that easy 
Um, but, you know, Barry Trotz knows what he's doing. He's put these people together for, for a specific reason. You know, I, I'm just not going to hold my breath. Like you said, they're going to be a very difficult team to play against. It's a very difficult team to beat, period. I, I kind of I like the way he's building it, right? I mean, he knows he's still got a, a great commodity in Saros. And, I mean, Saros is the guy isn't on the back nine of his career there. Like, he's right in, in, in the middle of it. Yeah. The defense, again, we, we've said what we've said about the defense. I think that's quite serviceable uh, as long as, you know, you, you can get some 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 luck with uh, good health uh, yeah. throughout the year, especially with a guy like McDonough. McDonough. He's got a lot of miles on, on that uh, And on O'Reilly. That body, so. O'Reilly's yeah. always got an injury yeah. issue. Oh, O'Reilly, the same thing. And like I say, I mean, every team's looking for a little bit of luck when it comes to yes. uh, to the injury bug. And if these guys can stay relatively healthy, I think, you know, Marty, you just went over it. I mean, the, these kids, I think, are going to have some pretty decent seasons. I, yeah, I if so. I'm being honest... I, if I'm being honest, I think the floor for both of them is probably right around that 55, 50 uh, point mark. And that, listen, if both those guys come in at that, I'm happy with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, would I, would I, would I expect a little bit more out of Novak because of what I saw last year? Yeah. But again, you're in a different phase here. These guys are starting yeah. to real. I mean, a guy like Novak was almost stapled to like a third line. You know, would, would get some second line stuff last year. But I mean, he this year he's coming in, and don't even tell me that he's not the, the uh, coaching staff or anybody in that organization isn't thinking of Tommy Novak as a top six guy. Yeah. Period. Oh, 100%. Like, th- th- and that's what I mean by things are changing here. Like, these right. guys are getting a bigger piece of the pie, a bigger role. So, you know, and I think they're going to flourish with that. And yeah. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean playoffs? Does that mean uh, out of the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, I-, I think what we can agree on is they're going to be in that kind of gray area, i.e., does that mean kind of scratching and clawing for a wild card? Probably. Uh, you know, does that mean actually being in a wild card spot, fighting some things off? Probably. So I, I see them right in there. But boy, oh boy! Again, but in terms I of fantasy, kind of like if you're a, a fantasy owner, there's ter- there's stuff there. There's go, stuff go there. Go look at absolutely. Um, like they're not they're not devoid here, man. No, there's there's I would say there's a guarantee. I would say there's a top six uh, play uh, core group that you can pick from depending on where you are in your draft. Obviously, you wouldn't take a Thomas Novak if you're you know rounds you know one through ten. But as you get later in the rounds, but even rounds one through ten, you can still go with O'Reilly. You can still go with Forsberg. I mean, um, exactly. I mean, Christ, that, that, that first line, that, Yossi, that, uh, Forsberg, and, F- Forsberg and O'Reilly, the yeah. two kids and Novak and Evangelista, and yeah. then uh, uh, Yossi and Saro. So there yeah. you go. Six players right there off of Nashville. And we're not talking about guys that are just, uh, you know, I'll pick a little waiver wire pickup. No, no. Like, keep an eye on Tommy Novak. Keep an eye yep. on Luke. Because I'm, t- I'm going to tell you what. These kids have got the goods here, so yes. it's just a matter of them getting the opportunity, and that's coming. And and I think that's exactly what Barry Trotz wanted to do with all of this. He wanted to open some things up a little bit for some youngsters. He doesn't want to kind of scorch earth it or anything like that. No. And why would he? With that defense and with that goaltender. Exactly. Listen, the playoffs are a, a, a very, uh, a, quite a possibility for this organization. Like, if some if somebody comes and tells me that, oh, my God, Nashville thinks they're going to make the playoffs, that's nuts. I, I wouldn't Is agree it? with that statement whatsoever. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, I mean, if Nashville's in, in the playoffs at the end of the year, I don't, I think I speak for both Marty and I, we would not be surprised at all. At all. As far as I'm concerned, the they lineup. had lesser of a team last year, and they were they weren't that far off from making it last year. So, in in my opinion, this actually is a better team. Will you? No, you probably won't see another Matt Duchesne who had a career year last year. But you're going to see other kids have career years, and your future looks bright. So give it time if it's not this year. But again, as fantasy managers, there's a lot to pluck here for your team. So have a deep look at this team. Um, keep several players uh, on that list because uh, it's worthwhile for your draft night for sure. Speaking of draft night, we are going to get into this with Check My Fanny. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break and hear a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant win. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. 
New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-360. In Connecticut, help is available for the problem gamblers. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kings, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Los Angeles. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And we are back with Check, Check My King. Fanny. This was... And this week, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we, had our, we had our 26th annual CFHL entry draft last Wednesday. Eventually we and had it. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> there was some chatter. You know what? There was some chatter, and I think we're going to leave it at that. There That's was right. some chatter. Yeah. It took some time, but yeah. we got to it. Yes. And and as usual, I'm sure I speak for you, Marty. It did not disappoint whatsoever. No. Um, now listen, I'm oh, sorry. I'm hold on. Did, fi- it, did it go the way you thought? Just overall, quickly. Um, on an overall, I I suppose yes. On an overall, it went the way I thought. And what I mean by that is the contending teams did what they kind of needed to do. Yeah. Um, the teams that were rebuilding or maybe looking to add a little bit of youth did so. Yeah. Um, but but having said all of that. There, there are certainly tons of things to pick out of this for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and and we've got tons for you. Yeah. So a, a few a few that stood out. I mean, let, let's go over the draft a little bit really okay. quickly here. I mean, so Connor Bedard was taken taken first overall by the Pond Hogs. Shocker. That's Jason's team. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> uh, he proceeded to load up with the remaining four picks that he had in the first round mm-hmm. with Gustafson out of Minnesota. So he shores up his goaltending there. He takes Tavares, Konechny, and Wierenski. I thought they were all pretty decent picks. Um, I, I did mention to uh, another owner that I thought Konechny was maybe a little bit of a surprise in that spot. Yes. But having said that, fits the bill, 25 years old, fits yeah. right to what Jason's doing, so all good there. Yeah. Fantilli's taken by the Demons at number two. Uh, Gustafson, the aforementioned Gustafson, sorry, was chosen third overall. Um, the Apocalypse had two picks in the first round. They nabbed Marchant at sixth overall and Theodore at eighth. Uh, myself, Marty, uh, the co- who own both the Dragons and the, the um, uh, Brigands, uh, the Cougars, Buccaneers, and Royals, all of those teams were without a first-round pick. So we just kind of sat there on our hands, took just it. hoping that the <laughs> – yeah, we took it all right, <laughs> hoping that we were going to get the player that we were looking for. Okay. Having said that, Myself at number fifteen, I was able to pick up Mark Shifley. Was pretty ha- pretty happy with that. Yeah. Had no problems with him picking him. Huh. I will say though, full transparency, I have to say I was leaning a fairly hard on Shea Theodore, uh, and probably would have taken him had had he still been there. But okay. it wasn't a complete slam dunk. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of a quick synopsis of really just the first round and my pick thrown in there. And I think you ended up grabbing at twelve. Twelve, yeah. You grabbed uh, who? My God, my, who was it now? My first one was would have been oh Jacob Chitron. That's right. That's yeah. right. Hey, great spot in uh, in Ottawa. I mean. The kid's got talent, man. He just got talent flat out. He, I think he's just never been given the, the full opportunity of talent around him, right? Being stuck in Arizona and, and for I, so long. And I hope he gets more in Ottawa. Because me personally, I think that Chikrin and with the Sanderson signing, I feel like Shabbat, I'm not saying Shabbat's on his way out tomorrow. No. I'm just saying I think maybe he ends up being the odd man out down the line here and ends up getting moved. But when that is, I, I, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, for the first round was fairly exciting, especially with one team owning five picks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's hope we never let that happen again to any 
of our franchises. Yeah, that is just way too many picks in the first up, round. Guys. Yeah, way too much. Way too much good stuff. But hey, we all did it to ourselves. Yep. So um, now, what I will say, um, and we can kind of go back and forth a little bit here uh, with some of these that we have written down, Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got some stuff written down that I thought was pretty surprising to me. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of. I can shoot those off to you, yeah. and maybe you can give me a little. I'll drop some little uh, feeling nuggets. of what. You, so my first one that was a little bit perplexing was Chris Letang at number nine overall by, from the Demons. Um, and, and, and again, full transparency here, this is from my point of view. Mm-hmm. For all I know, maybe he's picking them up for trade down the line, That's whatever what the I case think. may be. So, so uh, again, some of these managers, I'm looking at it from my point of view, some of these managers have every right to pick that, that individual and have picked them for a reason, I'm sure. Um, I just either thought it was a little bit off or uh as some as you'll see with some of my other uh, selections all right let's pretty put good a picks. disclaimer let's just put a quick disclaimer out here we're going to dissect everybody's teams including our own and we should disagree on some picks it is it is oh yeah it is. It, there's no reason why i should agree with what tom is doing in the sense of like well i i, I want to beat tom however i don't know everything that tom obviously tom's not going to divulge everything he's doing with his team neither is ryan neither is jason neither is scott so we're going to have questions about it we're going to dissect it because why it's our podcast. This is what we do. We need material. Go on. It's nothing personal. <laughs> it's nothing personal at all. No. It has nothing to do with that. This is hockey talk. Absolutely. So nobody should be getting up and, and, uh, up and upset about this. So let's go. And I'm going to follow. And I will follow that statement up by continuing to pick on Tom with Tyler Toffoli <laughs> <laughs> at number yeah. 27. At number 27. Again, but I think a player of interest. Even I had interest in him. That's I why. Just, I, I thought, that's maybe, why. I thought maybe there were some other players that he could have went with. That's no, all. No, I think like, this is, I think, well, sorry, in regards to that, yes. But I think what he's doing is that he's going with players who, like Tyler Toffoli, he's in New Jersey. Like he's he's going to do very, very well there, right? So I think what he's doing with Latang and Toffoli, now I think it's a swing and a miss with Latang because I think what happens to Latang is that he's, he's going to see his minutes diminish a lot. He's got health issues and they went out and got Carlson so I think Latang was a swing and a miss however he could be high up on other people's lists so maybe there's that but to pick him ninth no nah, that's too early same thing with Toffoli 27th overall it's another trade bait he's not Toffoli's not going to stay on this team these are trade picks that are going to be helpful to the teams that are contending sometime in December January February that's why he went out and got them so next up I've got Drake Batherson and I thought that was a pretty nice pick for Jay, especially with where his yeah. team's at. I mean, he didn't need this guy to become a, an 80-point guy for him. He's got other guys that are in that spot mm-hmm. as it is right now. It was a guy that I actually had ranked second uh, uh, overall for forwards that were available. Um, wow. And I had, I, I had a couple of uh, chances to grab him. But for me, it was it was the fact that I was a little gun shy when it came to the impending release of the, the info cloud. for the yeah. I think I think it's the 2018 uh, World yeah. Junior. So, yeah. uh, b- but that being said, yeah, at thirty at thirty fifth overall, yeah, good good value here. For Getting me. a piece of that Ottawa team, uh, an important piece that should the cloud go away and he's got you know a clear lane to to rock out and do, and do what he does. Congratulations, Jason! You just got yourself someone you're definitely going to be protecting for the near future. So and that's the guy a smart puts pick. Up, guy puts up guy puts up four yeah. points in that craft the hockey night. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so gonna throw a little bit of love over the Bergans way, and we're gonna Please. do it with a couple of we're gonna do it with a couple of players. Back to back picks, Akira Schmid, fifty first overall, followed up by Jacob Marstrom at fifty second overall. So here's the deal for me. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting battle between him and Vanacek. Vanacek's gonna have a hard time holding him off here, so. because he's showing he's showing solid signs again uh-huh. in preseason. How long can he hold him back? I don't know, but I, I get a funny feeling that this could be getting pretty da- damn close to a solid. When I say solid 50-50, I mean I don't know who's gonna be starting in the playoffs fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, and that has more to do with Akira Schmid's play. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Vanacek's going to fall off the face of the earth. No, I think this is Akira Schmid moving into continuing with his development. He got a taste for it last year at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and he got a taste for it in the playoffs. So, yeah. they're they're in a good spot with their goaltending. 
I know there's been a lot of talk about Helly going down there, but they're in a good spot. They got two good goalies down there. As for Markstrom, for me, just phenomenal, phenomenal value. Like 52nd overall. 52nd, yeah. St- starting netminder. And listen, we all we all watched hockey last year. We all saw it went down. Yeah. Like he shit the bed. Now, yeah. whether that was because of the coach or what, hey, listen, it is what it is. He shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So the, for me, there, one, there's no way but up. And two, yeah. listen, there, there, there's the, the cloud has been lifted. Sutter's gone. Like yep. there, there's, there's, they've breathed some new life into that organization. Mm-hmm. I think the team, and you know, I'm probably going to get lamb blasted for it, but I keep going back to those flames, boy. I keep going back to them. <laughs> Bounce back year for both the franchise and in particular, Jacob Markstrom. Brigands did very well with Akira Schmid and Markstrom in one felt swoop to carry your goaltending, but it was awesome. I would like to awesome. say that that was premeditated, but it really wasn't. It, it more came down to uh, a need and a moment because as soon as I saw I had back-to-back and I had not picked up a goalie because I had my original plan was to pick up a goalie before I got to that spot. Now, mm-hmm. I saw the defensive core sort of dwindling, so I, I kind of focused around there. I got Chikrin and uh, Doughty, my first two picks. After that was when I had the back-to-backs and I went goalie. Um, because again, at that point, I expected to have a third and then move on and pick up my fourth much later down. But when I saw this opportunity, and I and I think you're right, in terms of back um, bounce back players, Markstrom is at the top of the list of most pundits lists, just because we've seen Markstrom do this before, where he had a Vesna type season and then boom, shits the bed. But he tends to come right back right after. That's one. Two. Calgary finally decided to actually anoint, is it Backstrom uh, as, their, as their captain? Backland? Uh, or Backland, sorry. Yeah, Backland uh, with their captain and give him a new, a new three-year deal as well. So now they've got sort of solidified a little bit more. And they've got that, yeah. good, that, that, that coaching system figured out. Now, okay, now everything's starting to fall into place. Huberto's now been there for a whole season. Again, got rid of the noise and Suter, but now you know everything's, everything seems to be calming back down. Now I think it's mm-hmm. more about hockey. I think they do have a, a, more of an image this year than they did last year. I feel that there's, this is a, a great opportunity for, backs, or for, uh, well, for Markstrom to, to bounce back and really look great. And as far as Akira Schmidt goes, he was on my list, but he was at the top of it in terms of picking up a young guy. But I couldn't. I have been smiling since I picked him. Um, I bet, for, bud. for many reasons because he, he's young I get to protect him as a future star if I want to at the, at the end of the season like this is going to be awesome and I do see him eventually becoming not because Vanacek isn't deserving of the, the full-on starter role I do feel like he is I feel like he's earned that right but for whatever reason New Jersey the 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 conversation out of New Jersey is we're not sure so be that as it may I don't know I don't care why um, the issues with Vanacek are are my benefit because I've got Akira Schmidt and I'm happy. I, honestly, I'm, I'm ecstatic with it. I mean, flat out, Schmidt is just not going away. Like he, no. he's not. Like you know, twenty four. Vanacek. I want to say somewhere around there. Yeah, Vanacek's got a battle on his hands, man. He just does. Yep. yep. Um, continuing on, Brock Nelson, fifty eighth overall by the Apocalypse. Now. Listen, I'm not saying that this guy is going to fall off the face of the earth either. I've never been the biggest fan of Brock Nelson. Like, just as yeah. a fantasy asset, I just, it's never somebody that I've really gone to. Mm-hmm. Anybody, who's, anybody who's picking him up looking for the 75 points that he put up last year, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. That, that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think the focus is, is definitely on. Barzal and and uh, Horvat and that connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, the team itself doesn't really score a lot to start off with, right? No. So, and and again, it's not to say that this isn't a player that you can't pick up in a fantasy hockey pool. More importantly, the reason why I wasn't exactly fond of the pick was I thought that Joel could go another direction. Yeah. Um. I now again we preface all this by saying. This, this is our kind of viewpoint. Exactly, yeah. For whatever for whatever reason, he may have seen it as an asset in one way, shape, yep. or form, and that's and and all in the eye of the beholder. That's right. I just wasn't sure that that was the right option at that spot. Um, moving on, Matthias Marcelli, 
69th overall going to the Bucks. Another great value in my personal wow. opinion here. Yeah. Nice value. He's going to be exposed to both Keller and Schmaltz. Uh, Gun- um, Dylan Gunther's out there now. So there, there's some stuff going out in, out in Arizona. Yep. We have spoken about it before. We still do think that they need to be in Quebec City. That's a top yeah. topic for another day. Yeah. But while they're in Arizona, they are putting together a talented group of, group of players. Yes. Marcelli is one of them. And I thought that that was pretty decent value for your dad, the mm-hmm. Buccaneers. Uh, at, at 69. 69 Absolutely. Yeah. At 69. An even better, an even better value pick in my personal opinion. I was surprised. Not, not, nothing, <laughs> nothing against Marcelli. No, no. But Joel, go, Joel goes back. The apocalypse go back to Wyatt Johnston. Yeah. Out of Dallas. Listen, 19 years old, 24 goals scored in the NHL. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't think I need to say too much more. Now, yes, young players have come and gone, and they've gotten hot, and they've put up 20, 25 goals, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think this I think this kid's quite sustainable. Yeah. I think, I think he's in a great situation in Dallas. Think of all of the, the vets, your Bens, your Sagans, Pavelskis. He's going to be able to work into that younger core, the, uh, the Rupe Hints. And yeah. Jason Robertson, the Heiskanens, and the Ottingers. He's going to be able to work right into that as well. I, I don't know, man. I, I just think he, at 94th over, again, <sighs> you, you start going to, to, to where the pick was, too. Ah, like man, 90, 94th overall. We're getting close to the century mark here, and he picks up a kid that's got 24 goals in his exactly. season. And this is Joel's team. Like, think about that too, where Joel's team is already very much in contention. So going out and getting a guy like Wyatt Johnson, there's one reason why he's doing that is so that he can hold on to some youth. And if it works out, he gets to protect him in the future stars next year. It doesn't count against his team and just continue to watch him grow, which he will. Wyatt Johnston, even this year, on the second power play unit with Duchesne, Sigane, Dandenoff, and Lungfist, he's going to do some damage. In fact, I'd look at Johnston as actually kind of potentially rejuvenating the career of one Tyler Sigane just because he's that kind of player. He does bring, I mean, this may not be much to some people, but he scored 46 goals, 78 assists for 124 points in 68 games in the OHL in 21-23. Then right after that, he comes into the NHL, with no AHL experience, he steps right in there and scores 24 goals in 82 games. Then he goes into a playoff, into the playoffs, a deep playoff run, and has four goals. Not a whole lot, I know, but all that experience for a guy who clearly has talent is going to do something very good for your career and those those around you. So, Joel, friggin' smart move at 94th, man. For as much as you may have shit the bed at 58th and got Brock Nelson... Especially when there's one more player I needed to mention that was still out there who was picked last overall. Now, oh, this oh, hold sh- on, hold on. Oh, no. I, 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 I got to clear you up on that. It was a 12th oh. round pick. Yes, there were actually some other picks that were made, but this was super late. Yeah. I want to say this was what? Like within the last 10 picks. Last, last five to six. Even. It, was, it was my last pick. <laughs> Yes, so, your and I was though. I was one of the last people to still have picks, so I don't know who was picked out. I think my dad may have had one more pick after this. I think Joel as well. Okay, so like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say there were ten more picks after this. I'd say there was maybe two or three. Okay, okay, but regardless, it was definitely way <laughs> too late. It definitely should have had happened at fifty eighth, especially for. This is where I don't understand Joel picking fifty eighth Brock Nelson when Anse Kopitar went several picks later like Kopitar if you want someone who's going to get you like Joel still watch Joel wants to win clearly he's still he's in the hunt to win so he went after a Brock Nelson who may or may not get 60 points definitely will not repeat at 75 whereas you got Anse Kopitar who's playing on one of the highest offensive teams in the NHL playing next to one Kevin Fiala on the power play who he has so there's your one-two punch why not go for Kopitar? But again, you know, I have the beholder, right? So 92nd overall. Talk 92nd. about some top line value. Oh my what? God. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'll take it. And I already had three other LA Kings at that point. I think I've told you this and I've told a couple of yep. people. I essentially picked up Kopitar as trade bait. Um, I got no problem starting him. 
absolutely no problem starting him. But when I went through my list of picks that I have over the over the years, I realized I need to do some some damage control. Um, so that's why I went out and got a guy like Kopitar. But I already have Pierre-Luc Dubois. I picked up Ajay Kempe, and I've got, like I said, um, Drew Doughty as well. So I don't need Kopitar. I don't need to dress four guys from the Kings. So he's up there, but I, I'm not just going to give him away. Absolutely not. I'm in contention, if, and if someone else who's coming in and looking for him, who's also in contention, you're like, I'm sorry. I'm not saying you're going to pay, but you're going to pay. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure I'm taken care of because Kopitar is absolutely going to be a starter on your team. He's going to help you win. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. But I'll pay the price so long as I get it in return. So, I, but again, I got no problems holding on to him. <laughs> That's all right. We may have a chat at some point. We'll see. We'll I, see. I expect it. I've already had a chat with a couple of people, and it's true. I need to wait. The season needs to start, and that's fine. But I'm very confident that come trade deadline, uh, people are coming knocking on my door for Ante Kopitar, for sure. Or possibly one of my other uh, Kings players. But anyways, I'm in a good spot. <laughs> it, it, long story short, she was a good draft. We had a lot of fun. It was. It wasn't yes. in person. It wasn't in person, unfortunately, nah, but that's, that's okay. Like that. We'll we'll get together for a little hockey summit and have a couple of beers and absolutely enjoy enjoy the hockey. Yeah. Um, up next, yes. beauties, beauties and the beast, and baby, the beast. Here we go. Let's do th this. Let's do this. this. All right. Um, this I like basically all the players that are listed on here. So we, we we're we're gonna do a more conscious effort to give our uh, our listeners, fantasy owners out there, uh, more of less of the obvious, more of the uh, on the fringe players. We'll say uh, to give you more meat on the bone when you go into your drafts uh, or when you're looking at your weekly lineups and things like that. So you know everyone knows what Connor McDavid and what Leon Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon. They, we all know what they can do. But these are some players that may or may not be on your radar. So that's kind of what we're going now with not a revamp or a retool of Beauties and Beasts, but just a better conscious effort on our part. Um, so, Mike, why don't you lead us off? All right. We're going to start things off here. So we're going to give you, at least I am anyway, going to give you some young kids, uh, you know, that are up and coming on the NHL Rosh, are on the NHL rosters currently. Uh, and I say that because my first... Um, uh, beauty this week is going to be Zach Benson. I'm kind of enamored of this kid. He was taken 13th overall in the 2023 draft by the Sabres. Uh, a lot of pundits were quite surprised that he fell that low. And you know what? For Buffalo, they're just adding another tool to the shed because, I mean, this guy, four points right now in four preseason games. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, he's tied to uh, Tage Thompson's hip. Um, obviously, I think that has more to do with, you know, just kind of an opportunity right now. I don't know if that, I wouldn't say that that's going to be uh, something they're going to head into the regular season with I do think Skinner's still going to be on that left side um, but I am mentioning Benson in particular for a team that's rebuilding or if you're looking to add some youth and you can maybe stash away a player in either a farm system or a future star role um, this I think is a kid that you want to keep your eyes on um, you know he's got a phenomenal engine uh, speed for days uh, and again you know he's he's been making his mark where a lot of these new draftees tend to have a little bit of a difficulty, you know, kind of standing out, if you will. He has certainly done that over the preseason and is definitely going to be something you're going to want to keep your eyes on, in particular if you're retooling or rebuilding, uh, or if you just want to add a little bit of youth and, and uh, can stash him on your roster. Zach Benson out of Buffalo. Next up, Dawson Mercer. Gotta say, as you all know, I am quite bullish on Mercer. Um, <laughs> as early as shows at the beginning of the year before our draft, stating yeah. that I would draft him maybe a little earlier than I actually did. Yeah. But suffice to say, I'm quite happy with the kid. I mean, he's played 164 games. Mm -hmm. So when I, as soon as I saw that, I said to myself, okay, can't stash him. That's nope. fine. That That's <laughs> fine. But... I mean, I'm still happy with a kid that's put up 98 points in 164 games this early in his career. Absolutely. Um, the, the nice thing about it as well, in the first two season, in his first two seasons in the NHL, no injury whatsoever. He's played 82 games both years, which, as we know, you got you got to be able to play to put up the points. So, yeah. again, th this kid's in a great situation. We have talked about him before. Um, I, I think where. The big tipping point could be here, and I do believe that this kid is going to push for a top six role, 
it is getting a little jammy, especially with bringing in Tyler Toffoli off this, uh, over the summer. And I can understand where maybe they lean on him more towards the playoffs um, in, in that type of a role. I'm hoping, uh, and, and I do th- I do believe that he's got it in him, for Mercer to kind of carve himself uh, out a role in that top six. And I think that bumps him up, let's say, maybe a kind of a 10 to 15, maybe a 10 to 12 point uh, margin. So if he can kind of get into that top six, I think we're, we're looking uh, at a pretty good uh, year production wise. If not, and he stays kind of that third line role, I know he's got a little bit of power play time. I believe he's on the second power play um, out there in New Jersey. He is, but yeah. again, you're, you're exposed to that much talent. Uh, that can only be good for the kid. 21 years old gets, I get some youth into the lineup. I mean, not Make much no more mistake, you can say there. Get, going out and getting Tyler Toffoli as a stopgap just so that Dawson Burst has a little bit more time to flourish. That's all it is. Because Tyler Toffoli only got... You're insulating a bit. He's got one year and he'll be gone next year. Mercer will either be on the second or the first line by next year, 100%. Uh, next up, and um, we just talked about him, um, Wyatt Johnson. I, again, we just said it, 24 goals in his rookie season. Uh, I mean in a great situation he's turning 20 in may so for me it's just it's kind of that kind of the same thing as the buffalo i mean he's in a great spot there lots of talent lots of veteran leadership he's insulated it's not like they're depending on this guy to have a 70 point season so he can develop properly like he's there there's no rushing whatsoever and let's call it what it is. These third lines come playoff time, Marty. You and I both know it. Some of the most dangerous lines, scoring-wise, yeah. have been third lines. Because the other team just doesn't have anything to put up against them. Exactly. Yeah. So when your team starts to get deep that way, and, and let's call it what it is, I mean, Dallas is kind of in the same boat as Buffalo. They're starting to get pretty deep here down yeah. the lineup. Like, you're getting into a third line and a fourth line are becoming super, super effective both from a scoring standpoint, fourth line maybe more from an energy standpoint. Mm -hmm. But suffice it to say, all three of these players, all young, if you're looking to add some youth, take a look at each one of these guys. Points-wise, Benson, going to be a little hard to determine. We're not sure if he's going to be sent back to junior or not. Mercer, look for a 60-point season in my personal opinion. He's gone from about a 42, I think it was his first year, to 56, I think, last year. So I think this is a player that can push 60 points. Wyatt Johnson, I think he's in that same area as well. I want to say maybe he's just a little bit, a little shade. Fade him a little bit more than Mercer, if you will. I'd say maybe that 50, 55 point area. And we're going to finish things off with my beast. Going to be picking on Brock Nelson here in the apocalypse a little bit. But I, I just think this is a guy, I go back to what I mentioned earlier. Nelson, I just don't... For people who are drafting him to get 70, 75 points, I think you may be disappointed. Can he hit a 55, 60-point plateau? I think that's more the wheelhouse. But obviously I've been wrong before, Couple. and I will no. be wrong I will be wrong again, Calgary. Um, <laughs> so, so that's my personal opinion when it comes to Brock Nelson. I just don't think that he's going to get you what he gave you last year. So if that's what you're drafting him for... That's where I think the disappointment comes in, and that's where he becomes my beast for week four of two lag. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to start things off in some in kind of a familiarity. We started the show off with Buffalo, and I'm going to go right into Buffalo. Again, J.J. Paterka, who I really wish I would have grabbed him. I see a lot of positive in this kid's game, and I, 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 I don't necessarily – full-heartedly believe he'll be on the top line this year um, but I do full-heartedly believe that Buffalo wants him in that top line position so he will get a look a sniff every once in a while this season and if things go well sorry Jeff Skinner owners uh, that'll affect you including myself um, and that eventually will be his role to play um, but he's even if he doesn't he's in a great spot on both even strength and power play he's playing on uh, even strength two power play two uh, too much talent around him and too much talent on him as well to not have a good season this year. So, um, you know, maybe don't pick him too early, but uh, don't wait too long either. Uh, he is absolutely someone you want to grab uh, at some point, especially for those fantasy owners out there who are in dynasty leagues looking to protect the player uh, for the future, rebuilding, that kind of thing. 
Uh, second guy, Blake Wheeler. So Wheeler's ADP right now is at 177. Quite frankly, that's a great place to start looking for hidden gems. And Wheeler has a chance at a season where he could get into um, a point-per-game range. Uh, he's playing on the second line with uh, Panarin, as well as uh, on the first I think you mean Panarin. I think you mean Panarin. Panarin, sorry. Yep, sorry. Um, that's all good. I do. No, we, he, we are talking about the New York Rangers, so yes. Um, and uh, on the first power play as well, first time power play for now. I mean, who knows what happens uh, once the season actually starts. So if he can stay healthy, big if. Um, I do think there's a lot, because again, value here, right? So if he's going around 177th uh, in, your, in your pool, this is a great place to pick up somebody like Blake Wheeler because he's got a lot to prove. I, I think he still feels like he's got a lot left in the tank, um, but he's... He's fallen off out of sorts uh, with a lot of people, a lot of owners out there who they just don't trust him, and I don't blame them either. But around 177, I wouldn't be surprised if he just sort of has a rejuvenation over in New York because he's playing around a lot of talented players, um, and he himself still has something in the tank, uh, at least he believes so anyways, and he didn't have a horrible season last year or the year before. So he can do it. We've seen him do it before. So he's surrounded by enough talent. He himself has talent, could do a lot worse at 177. Uh, Jakub Vrana. So he's a player I always want to give a shot. Um, but this year I just kind of ran out of picks. So that's just kind of what happened. There. I did not end up picking him. And I don't necessarily love St. Louis outside of Cairo and Thomas. But Vrana's finish, Vrana's a finisher. And he's going to be playing with those two all-stars. In theory, only good things can come to a guy who will be playing with a lot more to prove. And again, uh, his ADP, 187, means you could do a lot worse than that. Um, I consider Jakub Verano to be a bounce back candidate. Um, he's always been a good player. Uh, just every season, it seems it's too small a sample size to really solidify as a great player. But I think he stays out of trouble this year. He tries to rejuvenate his career in St. Louis, which is a funny thing to do in, for a team that like St. Louis, who I, I just don't see them doing very well. But they do have enough pieces in St. Louis that can complement a player like Verana. Um, so I, I can see that again at the ADP of being 187. Verana is not a bad pickup. He can get you a lot of goals, not a whole lot of assists, but he'll pick up a lot of goals for you. I think he's, uh, Dobber's got him uh, suggesting to be somewhere around 30 to 40 goals this season. So, I mean, there's nothing bad about a 30 to 40 goal score at 187 overall so uh, the one thing you can back. say is that he's gonna he's gonna get a, a great opportunity in st louis so yes. i mean i'm not sure what ha i know he was in the player assistance program i'm not really sure yeah. what was going on there and that's his own business and not for me to to delve into but i hope things work out for him he is he is that type of player that i mean again we have a kind of a 60 65 point player here if you can kind mm -hmm. of put it all together i mean he, you know, we've seen the flashes. So yes. St. Louis is definitely, you know, looking for some skill. They're making some changes, kind of moving some guys out, and they're bringing in a, a little bit more youth again here. And Verena fits right into that. And Absolutely. I mean, I, again, like you mentioned, there's talent on that team. I'm not really sure about the goaltending, to be very honest with you, especially <laughs> with Binner. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But, uh, you know, it, it's a great opportunity for him on that club and I, I fully expect him to kind of run with it here and again mm -hmm. you got a really skilled guy that can that can put the puck in the net and and, and bury some pucks so i mean yeah. it's hard to score it's hard to score in the nhl then when you can find a guy that can do that and verana is that player you know it was it was great to pick him up they got they got him for cheap so um i think it's going to benefit them greatly uh, and to close it all out, my beast. Uh, so full disclosure, this guy was on my radar. Uh, to, uh, uh, it's one of my replacement Ds, like the guys on my bench kind of thing. This is Cam Fowler. Uh, the idea of him playing with, uh, as it turns out, Zegers, who just signed a three-year contract, thank God, and Terry, um, is just too <laughs> tantalizing. However, he's played with them last year. He's played with dynamic duos before. He, <clears throat> he's played with really good people. He's played on good teams in Anaheim. He's never been better than he, what he was last year. Uh, and last year, he got 48 points um, with two guys who are just offensive juggernauts, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, not yet, but they will be. Uh, but two guys that really took the NHL by storm. But he's played with the likes of Getzlaff and Perry, who are at the peak of their, of their careers, scoring you know 50-something goals, Perry was. Um, there was a lot of points to be had out there, and Fowler just never seems to get any of it. He plays a ton of minutes. Um, last year he averaged almost just under 25 minutes. So it seems like we, this is who he is, a 40 to 50 point player if you're lucky. 
Um, so in my opinion, <clears throat> rushing out to get Cam Fowler, no. Someone on your bench as a filler, yes. Anything beyond that, don't do it. And I'm actually happy I didn't get him because I really felt like, okay, no, this is, Ken Fowler is going to figure it out. He's going to play with Zegers, going to play with Cherry. He's going to get it all out. But when I started looking deeper in his career, I was like, you know what? No, I could see him regressing from last year just because that's what Cam Fowler does every year. His best season that he's ever had is 48 points. On average, it's between 38 and 40, <laughs> so 39. Like, it's not that great. And given, the, the amount, again, the amount of minutes he's, he usually gets every year, the players he has had in his past, and the fact that he has played with Zegers and Terry for a few years now, why hasn't he put up more? Because I just don't think he has it in him. So I've got him in there for now, and... I think that's another one that the apocalypse picks. So sorry about that, Joy. <laughs> he may be a little bit more of kind of a byproduct of the the Terry and the Zegers and the forwards and that that kind of thing. I mean, he's going to get the minute. That's for yep. sure. I mean, you got Dry, Drysdale hasn't been signed yet, so yeah. you know Just he's, don't he's certainly a lot out of well. Him. Temper expectations, I think, is the is probably the way to go with like with forty five points, the, and that's not you know, great. I, I certainly In, don't think that he's going to hit the four. That's right. Yeah. Like, I mean, and again, you know, great waiver wire. If you're in a daily fantasy, sure. That's, a, that's a player. You're, that's a player. You're certainly going to keep, keep an eye on, you know, as a guy that you're going to bring in and out for your, uh, for your bench. Yeah. He's in a good, he's in a good spot for, for at the very least time on ice. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there, there's nobody that's, really around him there i mean i, I rad kogudis thanks but you know what i mean like yeah so he's in a good spot that way but we'll have to wait and see how it, everything plays out and i yeah. i i would a temper expectations as well with zegris seeing as he just signed i know the guy's probably been working out but i mean there's work i don't out, even like the contract camp, so. i i feel the contract's a bit of an insult too i think that's management coming back to him and saying zegris we're gonna do three years oh it's proven Oh, they it, want him to it, prove it's, more. It's, it's, it's a proven contract, and I think at the end of those three years, it will have been proven, and he will walk. And that that will be on management um, because this should not have gone the way it had. Um, it, it's insulting, and the way it ended as well. Um, not, I'm not saying the AAV is is fine in terms of from what the player wanted. Um, it's okay. It's not great, uh, but there's still there's still room for his career, right? But in terms of like what he had to go through to get it, that's going to stick. And I think that's going to affect him, I, which I think helps him for this contract and it helps Anaheim because he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. Um, but I think afterwards, he's like, I remember what you guys did to me. Um, I, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> so he might walk out, uh, but that's, that's a problem for three I, years from now. I will say one thing, no matter where he's going to be after this contract ends, whether it's in Anaheim or whether it's elsewhere, the kid's getting, getting paid. I oh, mean, if will. he puts it, if he if he continues on his development curve, yeah, he there's no hometown discount man in the next oh, no. contract. Double. He's like, no, no, I did that, <laughs> I did, I did that three years ago, man. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm sure that everyone's happy. He's happy to be back on the ice. Anaheim's happy to have him. I'm sure a guy like Terry's happy to have him. I'm sure you're happy that he's back around, yeah. especially with the fact of having Terry in the pool. <laughs> yeah. All that being said, Cam Fowler, you sir. Our Marty's beast for the <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> and there and you have it, it folks. Episode, episode four. four in the book. It's, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time. <laughs>